All right, hello guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason, joined today by Dom. What it do, DD No Dexter's Lab. We ain't got Darnell with us today, but we got the duo right here. So what's up, everybody? Sheesh. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, great to have you guys again, man. Everyone, everyone, everyone gets rest days but me. It's crazy how that works. And it's crazy how that works. But did you not? I didn't hear you podcast over the weekend, hmm? or or yesterday for that yeah, matter. Yesterday wasn't a rest day. Why didn't yesterday was a rest day? Maybe because we were both playing basketball together. That's not a rest <laughs> day for me. I wasn't resting at all. Actually, I was doing the most work of anyone out there. Yeah, but oh, damn, this man always want to be the but... horse. I don't want to be. See, that's the thing. I don't want to be. But anyway, let's move on. Nah, because I, I was definitely letting them rebounds go right to waste. Yep. <laughs> Over your head. And all the boards, man. Hey, man, before we start the podcast, I want everybody to know this man right here is the best offensive rebound I've ever played with in my life. Woof. <laughs> 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 all right, moving on to the real NBA players. The Clippers beat the Wizards 135-116. A very typical game. Uh, the Clippers went out there. Paul George came out there, Jack, and he was going to shoot the ball. And he scored a lot, 30 points, six rebounds, 11 for 17. Shooting Kawhi at 32 as well, 13 for 20. Um, and if they're going to do that, they're just going to win most games. The bench production, Reggie Jackson going to give them 17 off the bench. Again, we know this is a team that they really just they can't play defense. But interesting thing for them, they didn't play Lou Williams. He had rest, but everyone else off the bench seemed to do very well. So, hey man, we've been pointing that out a lot of seasons. So we will see about that. Um, for the Wizards, Bradley Beal, of course, 28 points, 10 assists, just doing what he does. A little, little underachieving there. Uh, I was about to say, he folded like 28. <laughs> Damn, Bradley. <laughs> Russ doing what he does, 20 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds, minus 26 out there. Um, Dom, what did you see out of this one? I mean, you know, the Wizards just played an overtime back-to-back against the Lakers. So, you know, even though the Lakers are depleted, there's still that guy on the, on the other side of the court named LeBron James. So, you know, it's already going to be tiring if you're going to go to overtime against them. So, you know. The Wizards, they were probably just tired going into this. And then, mind you, Brooklyn had Brooklyn just beat the Clippers on Sunday. So, you know, they, they beat them in a in a close game, which with a questionable call at the end. So, you know, they were, you know, they were just going to come back. And Washington had been on a five-game win streak. So, you know, they were probably just a little more – they were tired. They just beat the Lakers. And then the Clippers just lost against the Nets. So, you know, it just seemed – it just felt like one of those games the Clippers were going to win. Yeah, the Clippers are also just better than the Wizards, so that's, makes sense. I mean, that's I mean that's true too, but you know, <laughs> there's plenty of worse teams that beat better teams. So, fair enough. Um, and then moving on, the Sixers beat the Raptors 109-102. Game they were up the whole game, and again they wanted to lose. They had a 19 first 19 point first quarter lead, and they still almost lost the hook. But they ended up winning in the end. Um, Tobias Harris, 23 points, five assists, seven rebounds. Joel Embiid struggling, three for 13, but 18 points and 12 rebounds because he got to the free throw line 12 times. 
uh, for the Raptors, 22 points for Siakam, 22.7 assists for Siakam on 9-18 shooting. Powell, 9 of 19, 24 points, but man, Fleet was on struggling for them. 4 of 14, and OG and Anobi as well, 4 for 13. Um, Dom, what'd you see out of this one? I mean, <clears throat> you know, the, the 76ers lost the first game against the um against the Raptors. But um this time, you know, they just didn't want to lose again. And what 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 it came down to a lot too was, you know, he he's he's always he, he like he's always capable of having a good game or a bad game, but you know, Cork Moss came through. He was really their only scorer <laughs> in the first like half. He had 16 points, whereas the next closest person had like nine. So, you know, he was their main scorer. And he was like Seth didn't give him as much offense, which is like partially why they lost the first game. But you know, uh Cork Moss was able to come in, recreate the and um, you know, replace the offense. That's why he was the high, a plus twelve highest plus minus on the team. So, you know, Cork Moss had a really good game and everybody else just, you know, Tobias had a good game too, you know, keeping up with his MVP candidacy. And then, you know, but Embiid, even though he struggled from the even though he struggled from the field, he got to the line eleven times, twelve times, looking just like that dude in Atlanta, going three for thirteen with twelve free throws. So you know, he was doing his thing. And, you know, that's pretty much what it came down to, though. And then Shake gave him 11 off the bench. So that's pretty much what it came down to, and to me. Yeah, they just didn't want to lose this one. They lost the last one. They just weren't going to do it again. I mean, they wanted to, though. Raptors' defense just bothers them. And, you know, if a team is going to just try super hard, they get annoyed very easily. But uh, this game <laughs> – just one that they just weren't going to lose. Um, all right, moving on. The Warriors beat the Knicks 114-106. The Knicks really did fight the entire way. Picked them because I thought Curry wasn't going to be there. And guess who played and had 37-6-6. Six and six. That man, Steph, on 9-22 shooting. He had 7-14 three-pointers. Unbelievable game for him. Uh, Uber has been playing very well lately as well. 8 for 18, 19 points from three blocks. Draymond had 12 assists and a plus 19 out there as well. Uh, for the Knicks, they just couldn't quite fight through the firepower. Randall tried. He had 25 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists on 8 of 21 shooting. Alfred Payton had 19 shot attempts, 20 points, but RJ Barrett, 1 of 9. He was rough. D Rose did all he could off the bench, 6 of 15 out there, 16 points, 8 assists. But man, they got to get, just get, get, get the, get, man. I know he had 20. Get Alfred Payton out of there, please. Please. Like, freaking please. Man, at 20, but he was like minus 22. He was probably just fucking up everything. He should not have shot that much. Shouldn't have shot that much. RJ does have to be better, obviously, but that's just something that you can't see out there. Um, Dom, what did you say? I mean, from the start of the season, before the season even started, we, we both said that the key to the Warriors being, you know, being – a good team and the Knicks are a good team at this point. So like they beat a good team, but the, um, the keys to the Warriors, you know, being a good team was going to come down to Oubre and Wiggins. And even though they've both had their ups and downs, Oubre's lows have definitely been lower than, than Wiggins, but they both had their ups and downs throughout the seasons, but throughout the season, but whenever they're both able to contribute, that's like anywhere between like 15, anywhere like 15 and above, if you can get that from both of them, then, you know, and, you know, Steph going to do what he do. 
he's been he's actually been having like a a, a MVP candidacy year. So you know when Draymond comes out there, gets double digit assists, three steals, two blocks. Whenever Draymond isn't stupid, then you know <laughs> they're gonna win games like that. If he if he gonna contribute and not be dumb, then you know they're gonna win games. But you know it just came down to Steph being him, Wiggins and Ubre, you know, finally being the contributors that they were brought there to be. Yeah, absolutely. And the Warriors, they just play, I mean, you know, Steph out there just play beautiful basketball. He's just allowed to jab, yeah. but he, you know, best jack of all time. He's, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and Ubre and Wiggins just really got to just play their roles. Even though they both shot a combined one, well, two for 11 from three, didn't really matter because Steph can just overcome that basically himself on some days. And even if he doesn't, yeah. they just have to be able to just go to the basket. We'll talk more about um because they're it's because they're it's because they're both good enough on defense. It's like it's like you know when we yeah. played yesterday, similar. It's just like Wiggins and and Ubre. They're both wings. They're both long. They can both switch and everything like that. So they're mm -hmm. both just like good wing defenders, which helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Now, my partner Dom had the audacity to say that one player was playing bad. Um. A, the Nuggets end up beating the Blazers 111-106. Dame, 9-21 shooting, 25 points, 13 assists for him. It's kind of a day where he struggled a little bit. Um, for his standards, Gary Trent Jr., 7-16. He had 18. Carmelo, 9-17 of off the bench, 24 points. He tried, but they really just couldn't get it done. As Rodney Hood is a minus 14 in 17 minutes. Those are things that you just do not like to see um, off the bench. <clears throat> and for the Nuggets... I'm trying to figure out who I said was bad. Jokic, 41 points, five assists, five rebounds, seven of 32. He didn't say it was bad. He said he was struggling a little bit. He said, I'm not going to struggle tonight. How about that? Um, Jamal, <laughs> 24 points, eight assists for him. And, I mean, they only got really like 10 points out of Najee off the bench. That's really all they needed. If those two are just going to do that. Um and Michael Porter wasn't terrible, four of nine, 12 points, plus eight. So, you know what? If he's not going to be awful, they can win the game. Uh, Dom, what would you say? This? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like I said the last time. Um, oh, wait, wait. I'm in sorry. In order for them to win game. Go ahead. Go ahead, actually. I'll say it for you. I'll say it for you. It's like I said It's like I said before when they were on their, like, little losing streak. In order for them to win games, like – one of one of one of Jokic or Murray needs to explode for like forty, and the other and the other one needs to have like twenty. Like the reason they lost the other game, I think Jamal had like thirty seven, but then Jokic had like fifteen. So then, like if they're 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 they they're both the whole offense, and then you know Michael Porter Jr. Whenever he decides to, he might or may not be, but you know, it really comes down to you know just the two main stars contributing on offense, you know, putting up big point totals because they are the whole offense so and you know Portland Portland's been fighting Portland has been fighting and they did get good production out of Carmelo they did get good protection out of you know almost everybody out there but you know Denver just had a little more just had a little more firepower yeah I just <clears throat> for I mean, the biggest thing for this game, honestly, was the Trailblazers had nine turnovers, which isn't bad at all. The Nuggets had one. You yeah. turn the ball over one time. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely oh, yeah. absurd. We know they only trial national TV games. I'm starting to get the hint here. 
Um, they might not win them, but yeah. that's definitely when you're going to see the best performances out of them. And I mean, yeah, never is just just dumb. I mean, you know, it's not much else you yeah. can play. If you want to play perfect, <laughs> yeah. No, you're not really going to lose any games. Um, <laughs> so, hey, man, moving on <clears throat> to a collapse. The Cavs beat the Hawks 112-111. And watching this one down the stretch, Trey Young completely folded the entire game. Um, <clears throat> but 9 for 27 out there, 28 points, 12 assists for Trey Young. Somehow it was a plus 7 with all those numbers. Um, Houcher tried. Hooter, Werter, sorry, Werter tried. 22 points, 8 for 14 out there. <laughs> hey, man, look, man, just when you see it, it's hard, it's hard to do. Solomon Hill off the bench, minus 23, as we've told you guys, he stinks. Um, Rondo came back. Yeah, he, was minus, he was minus 18 to 14 minutes. John Collins only played 13 minutes. Did he get hurt or something? The fuck? Did he only play? Oh, I saw him last night. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> anywho, oh, yeah, he got a concussion. He had a uh, concussion. Anyway, um, for the Cavs, they came from behind. Great last second layup for Lamar Stevens to end the game. Sexton was amazing at nine for 16, 29 points out there for him. And they did have six turnovers. That's not amazing, but hey, it was good enough to get the job done, get their first win in a while. Garland, 7 for 19, 17 points, 8 assists. Feel bad that my guy Darnell is not here. It's his team. They got, you know, a big win here. Um, but, Dom, what did you see out of this one? Really, I think it just came down to John Collins leaving early. John Collins, you know, even though, even though, like, we've, he is, he's normally been the best player on the team. Like, it recently has been more Trey, but. You know, John Collins is normally the main consistent force of the team, but if he's not going to be out there, then that means that, you know, their backup power forward is going to gonna have to play more. And, you know, Solomon Hill is not it. And then Danilo Gallinari, for as good as he can be on offense, you know, one for seven, if you're not going to play any defense, that's never going to cut it. So, you know, I think Cleveland just, was just able to take advantage of that fact and, you know, Jared Allen has been really good for them. He's he's replacing he's replacing what, what Drummond gives them on the rebounds, but you know, he doesn't play stupid, so that's really the main difference. And he gets more blocks. He's a he's a better post defender than Drummond. Mm-hmm. And he's able to replace the um, you know, the rebounding. So we we set we set off Rip though when they traded for Jared Allen that he was gonna be the answer for the team because he really did come in and just take Drummond out of everything because he's better already. So that's, that's yeah, what I saw. Yeah. I, mean, Collins, I mean, and Collins Sexton had a, had a really good game too with 29. And, you know, uh, uh, Garland was right there behind him with 17. So. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we've known this. Jared Allen's is better than Andre Drummond. I try to give Drummond the benefit of the doubt. I started watching. I was like, yeah, I'm not out here. Pretty bad. <laughs> <clears throat> and the thing that makes it worse is that JaVale McGee being in there is way better than he Because <laughs> he was a plus six in 14 minutes. So he's out there helping, doing something right. Because when, when, Drummond, when Drummond's out there, the offense has to run through him because Drummond doesn't have any, like, moves. Drummond, Drummond's point comes from 
putbacks. Like, all his points come from, like, putback dunks and, like, shit like that. As soon as he's, like, asked to do something with the ball. Like, Jared Allen, no, he can't do nothing with the ball, so he don't try it. Drummond, Drummond was forced to because on the Pistons, he, he had to have that role. He had to learn how to, you know, do something on the offense because he was the best player there. But, like, he, he doesn't have to be the best scorer here anymore. So, you know, the, the, the offense doesn't have to run through him, but he kind of forces it to. And he's just not good at doing it. So, yeah, he's not. And, you know, that's why right now he's not playing. Um, <clears throat> <sighs> moving on, the Mavs beat the Celtics 110 107 behind two unbelievable shots from Luka. So Celtics up one, 105-104. Luka just walks him down, hits a step back three, drills it. The Celtics go down, Jalen Brown ties it up with a layup, and then Luka just goes down again and drills a longer step back three. It was a beautiful shot over the shitty TNT camera angle, so we didn't even see where the ball was. I just saw that yeah. drop in. I was like, damn it. <laughs> oh, it just hurt. Um in this game, Tatum, 10 for 23, 28 points. Kemba, 8 for 19, 21 points. Uh, Jalen, 12 for 20, 29 points. Actually, a good game. Kind of, this is as good as you're going to get, at least, um, from all of them. No one else did anything. There's a shocker. Um, and for the Mavs, Luka, 11 for 23, 31 points, 8 assists, 10 rebounds. He was great. Josh Richardson, 16 points. They were all so big. 7 of 12 shooting. Hardaway struggled. 0 for 8 from 3, 6 of 17 from the field, but Brunson had 14 fourth quarter points, 22 in the game, six for 11 from the field. Um, Dom, what did you see out of this one? Well, you know, with um, with Boston, yeah, everybody did have a relatively good game for as much as shit as we given them. They they are some jacks out there, but they do have to be. But you know, this was just one of the games where everything decided to go in for them, and then. You know, Tristan Thompson was definitely a strong presence out there. You know, he was um, grabbing all the rebounds. He was fighting. <laughs> that dude put his heart into that game. He was scoring over Boban. He was scoring over anybody that was out there. So, you know, Tristan Thompson, well, he only had three, but his three came over. like it, They were like some impressive three. It was like he really fought for those three. But, you know, with Dallas – they decided to play Boban for a good amount of time, 12 minutes plus 13. You know, he's he, as much as he's definitely one of the keys to the team just because he literally doesn't have to jump. Like, Porzingis don't have to jump either, but he can't get to, he just can't get to the basket the same way. Boban's stronger, he's bigger. So he just, the Boban literally just stands there, grabs the rebound as it falls in his hand, and then just like, puts the ball in the basket because he doesn't have to jump because he's the basket's right in front of his face. So, you know, Bobon's out there doing that. And even though Hardaway had a really bad game from three, you know, Brunson was able to, you know, make up for it going five for seven. Josh Richardson went two for four. But really all it came down to is, like I said before, the whole team, the whole, everything just depends on if Luka can shoot threes or not. That's, that's what everything depends on for the Mavericks. And if Luka going to go six for eight from three, 
then I mean, <laughs> it's, it's going to be hard to beat them because that's, that's really his one weakness. I mean, free throw shooting too, but that's really like his main weakness, just, um, you know, three-point shooting. So if that's going to be his one weakness and he's going to, you know, go six or eight, then, you know, it, it's, it's, I won't say it's like Giannis, but it's like Giannis, it's, Giannis is that same thing. Like if Giannis is capable of hitting his threes, if Giannis could ever go like six or eight from three, that's going to help the Bucks out a lot. So, like, that's just the case with the Mavericks. If Luka can ever go six to eight from three, then, you know, that's then the Mavericks are always going to have better chances to win games. They're going to be hard to beat because there's really no other way to stop him because Luka is probably, I want to say, he might be the second best passer in the league after LeBron. Yeah. So. His passes are ridiculous. I mean, you know, he can get wherever he wants to go as slow as he wants to get there. Just because yeah. he's strong. He's the truth. The true slow mo. He no, he really is just James Harden. He, yeah, he's, he's seen this before. So, yeah, he's been Harden. Yeah, <laughs> he's been Harden off for it. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, and so that was it for Monday's games. Let's go to last. Or sorry, Tuesday's games. Tuesday. I took that shit earlier. Damn it, Tuesday's games. Um, let's go to I'm last. Blaming. I'm blaming you actually. Let's go to last night's contests. Um, and we can start with right where we just ended because we didn't really talk about them. We didn't slam them. They just lost to the Hawks. Yeah, we don't slam them today, though. Yep. 127-112. Tatum went four for 20, minus 15. Jalen Brown, 6-16, not much better, honestly. 17 points for him. Um, they actually got enough from everyone else to score 112 somehow. The bench was pretty positive except for our boys being a minus 20. And Grant Williams being a minus 22. That was awful. But whatever. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Trey Young, 12 of 23, 33 points, 7 assists. Collins came back from a concussion somehow in one day. 14 points, 11 rebounds. Don't know where they do that at. And Gallinari went nuts. 10 for 12 from 3. 38 points, plus 25. I didn't see that one coming. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Don, what would you see out of this one? I mean, you know... Uh, but these are two teams again that don't play defense. I think Atlanta's defense is a little better. I think Atlanta's defense is a little better than Boston because Boston really don't play any defense at all without Marcus. So, you know, but when as much as much as we slander Kemba, he has to be there in order for them to win a damn game because even though he be missing most of the time, if he does make them then they have a better chance and they have a good chance to win games. That's a bit, that's why the game against, you know, Dallas came so close because Kemba was, even though he went like eight and 19, like his eight was crazy. <laughs> his eight were, his eight really saved the game almost for them. It weren't for Luka hitting those clutch shots because they all came down the stretch because, you know, Kemba's supposed to be their closer. That's what he came into the league as, as a closer. He had like a game winning shot in college, but you know, and that's that's the past, but you know, um, he was doing it on the Hornets. Yeah, too. you know, Boston just. <laughs> yeah, he was he was doing it on Charlotte too, but you know, he came to Boston supposed to be that, and if he had less offensive responsibility, you would think it'd be easier. But I guess he just out of rhythm because if everybody's going jack shots, <laughs> I guess I guess it's not as easy. Like he was the main jack, so he could get in rhythm and hit the game with a shot. But if you got to deal with the other two, also just taking dumb shots all game, and, you know, I guess that brings you out of rhythm. But, you know, 
Brad Stevens has been awful during this entire stretch. He, he he's not making any adjustments. And I know, I know, you know, you said I was being too hard on him at first and he was playing, you know, he was playing, you know, not too bad. But bro, Celtics fans hate this guy, bro. Grant Williams just can't be out there for 20 minutes. He can't. <laughs> like no, he's pretty he bad. be trying. And he be trying. And he's not stupid. That's really why he gets playing time. Cause he's not dumb. He's not good, but he's not dumb. So, you know, he's gonna go out there and he's gonna try. That 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 play on Trey that Trey had, I mean, you know, Trey like hit the ball behind his back on an inbound and then went and laid the ball up and he just watched him. He didn't even move. He just watched him run past him. I was like, yeah, that's pretty bad. But you know, he he's he's just not that he's just not capable of doing much. So, you know, the more they have to play him, you he's know, just, the worse they're gonna be off. He's not capable he's not, of doing much. He's yeah. not that good. <laughs> he's just not that good. But you know, this game really came down to, you know, Trey Young is clearly always able to score 30 against this team because they suck, no, whether Kemba's there or not. And then, you know, Gallinari, Gallinari just had five the last game. And this man just went out there and put 38 on these guys' heads. They suck on defense. Yes, yeah, there's something there. Um, yeah, but he was a plus 25, 13 for 16, 10 for 12 from three. He just didn't miss. So if Gallinari just never going to miss a shot, then, I mean, that's what he was brought to Atlanta to do. And, you know, we were talking about, especially you, we were talking about Gallinari and Bonjanovic being, like, the two main ones. But Gallinari was basically him and Bonjanovic combined for tonight, so <laughs> for last night. So that's what it came down to. Yeah, I got nothing else to say. The Celtics suck. I knew that, and I picked them anyway. I'm an idiot. That's okay, though. <clears throat> That's okay, because my other team came through, and I'm still only down one. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Pelicans. Uh, the Pelicans end up being the Pistons. It was a close game tied, actually, in the fourth. The Pelicans finally pulled away, end up winning 128-118. Um, for the Pistons, I mean, Jackson off the bench had 25. He was trying, 10 of 18 shooting. But no one else really could get it done. And with no grant, you'd expect them to lose this game. I want to say it's strange that it was this close, but it wasn't because they're they fight with everyone. The Pelicans suck. Um, <clears throat> yeah. The Pelicans, though. Zion Williamson, 13 of 18, 32 points, five assists, six rebounds. Ingram, nine of 18, 27 points. Steven Adams, 14 points, 15 rebounds, plus 10 out there. Um, and they just got the job done. Uh, Dom, what'd you see out of this one? I saw, I saw your doppelganger out there live in flesh. Never, you know, go, go, go 13 for 18 like you do every game, you know, not missing many shots, getting his six rebounds, you know. And then Ingram went out there 27, 7, 8, you know, it was just, if Detroit not gonna have their best player, then the Pelicans are at least capable of beating the team that don't have, you know, any scoring out there. Because their defense is pretty bad, which is why they let up 118 to a team without their best score. But it's just – Detroit's just not – Detroit is a, a team that fights. But they're just not really good enough to just, you know, 
finish the job in most cases. So if they're going to miss Jeremy Grant, if Grant was there, they might have won. But, you know, if they're going to be missing him, then, you know, the Pelicans are just going to have an easier chance to win. So that's really what it came down to, Grant not playing. Yep. Um, moving on, the Cavs beat the Rockets 112-96 in this one. Um, the Rockets finally got Oladipo and Gordon back, but both of them struggled. Gordon 5-14, Oladipo 8-20, and John Wall 7-18. of 18. Those are very Celtics-like numbers. And to make things worse, P.J. Tucker was out there. <laughs> 31 minutes, 0 points, minus 11. Starting to look real bad for P.J. right now. Um, for... The Cavs, a Jared Allen just ate him alive. Jeez, 26 points, 18 rebounds, plus 17 and four blocks on 10 of 11 shooting. Um, Sexton, 9 of 19, 23 points as well. And Garland, highest plus minus, um, even though he had eight turnovers and only hit 414, um, but he had 10 assists out there. So, Dom, what did you see out of this one? I'll be honest with you. I don't think it was John Wall, Oladipo, and Gordon's fault. I just think that Tucker is literally their only center. And, well, okay, this Patton dude is too. But but Tucker Tucker's their starting center. And, you know, it was a little easier when you had Harden out there because with Harden out there, you were, you were asked to do a lot less. And even though, you know, with the other three out there, you still don't have to do as much. They're not automatic buckets like Harden is. So, like, you know, it, it, it is, you still are required to do a little more. But as you said, as you said before, you know, Tucker's just not what he was. He's a year older or at least like three months older from the bubble. But, you know, he's just older now. And, you know, without the offensive firepower of James Harden being able to take the load off him and then Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul when they were there, you know, it's, he just has a little more responsibility and he's just not. At that, at that age yet. I mean, he's just not at that age where he can still, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just not at that age anymore where he can still be a really good contributor. He's like 35, 36. So, you know, his time's running low. This honestly might be last season. I think he got like one more year left on his contract, maybe. But if this is the last year on his contract, it's a wrap. I think he retired. So, I really think that's what it came down to. And Jared Allen just took advantage of that with his 26 points and 18 rebounds so we have four blocks yeah Jared Allen's just I mean in this case I think Drummond would have done the same thing here if there's just not going to be a center out there guarding him but <laughs> yeah that's because that's what he did against uh, uh Brooklyn when they played them but or, or either Boston or Brooklyn but you know they're just not going to have a center and Jared Allen's just going to be able to take advantage and dunk every play so that's what it came down to Yep, it's clear the Rockets were a nice story, but now they've lost nine in a row, and they just pretty much done right now. Um, obviously, with no Christian Wood. Until Christian Wood comes back, it's a, yeah. I think it's a little late now. I don't even think it, it really matters for real, because it's just, they can't. No, they they can. Yeah, exactly. just don't think they're going to be able uh, to come back from that one. Um, but I mean, and losing to Marcus really was everything. Yeah, that kind of that kind of was the last the, blow. Yeah, seemed like it can't be you. If you the one dude saying, "Stick together," and then you just 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to play with John Wall. I personally don't give a fuck about James Harden. <laughs> he about to go right there. He about to go right there and play right with James Harden again. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what he's gonna do. Hey yo, that's that's real, bro. If he do that, I know him going going to go and stay in the Lakers was was that was kind of eh. That's really some hoe ass shit. If he go to Brooklyn, bro, like he really can't do that. That would be the biggest hoe move I didn't ever seen in my life. He definitely can do it. He about to do it right now. So that's some that's different level hoeness, bro. You can't you can't say fuck that nigga. Why the fuck are you leaving our team? We all right here. We got you. We nice as shit. And then as soon as y'all get on like a on like a little losing streak, they're like, you know what? I'm done with y'all bum ass niggas. Let me go play with him. You know what? He was right the whole fucking time. Y'all niggas suck. I'm here for John Wall. Like, nah, bro. He was here for James Harden. <laughs> nah, I mean. It's a very Demarcus Cousins thing to do. I don't know. Why, why it is, but still, bro, that's mad corny. It is corny. I'll give you that. It's very corny. I will give you that one. Um, <clears throat> hey, man, moving on. The Bulls in overtime and beating the Timberwolves 133-126. Um, in this game, Zach Levine went crazy. 14 for 21 from the field. 35 points from some highs and minus sports. Weird, but okay. Kobe White, 20 points, six assists out of him. They got really good bench production from Sadoransky. He had 16 and four assists. And Thaddeus Young, 14 points, six assists as well. Your man, Anthony Edwards, seven to 20 from the field, but it don't matter. 21 points, six assists, nine rebounds for him. Arlen Town, 24 points, eight rebounds for him. And Beasley had 25 as well. Dom, what'd you see out of this one? I mean, you know, <clears throat> what it came down to was, you know, I was looking. I was looking at the final score. I was like, Minnesota right there. But you know who they are, right? In Minnesota. <laughs> so which means that even though they're going to be right there in all these games, they're going to keep finding ways to lose them because they suck. And I think what it comes down to is that, you know, I just don't think Towns is 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 good enough of of a of a closer. I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, you know, Beasley, Beasley, huh? It's exactly what it comes down to. It just comes down to you know they don't have like a, they don't have a good enough closer. Whether it's Towns, Beasley, Edwards, whoever it is, I think if D'Angelo was there, they would have been able to win this game. I think D'Angelo is really their closer, and for as much shit as you know. The, the Zach Levine and but Zach Levine or Kobe they can do it they're capable of it and even though it went to OT like you know they just start taking the lead in the end because you know they're just better scorers out there aside from Be- Beasley the only other one in consideration and 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 Kobe White is very inconsistent but being consistent means that some games he's gonna be cold as hell and some games he's gonna be hot as hell and you know I wouldn't call this a hot his hell game, but he definitely did have a great, great production out there, even though he missed all his threes. So, yep, exactly. Um, yeah, it's just typical Timberwolves game, they're right there and they lose uh, every yeah. time. 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, moving on, the Warriors played the Pacers on ESPN. Just love putting these dudes right on ESPN. And the Warriors end up winning this one 111-107. Just like just putting up all of the Pacers' losses, really. Um 24 points for Steph. He actually struggled this game. Seven for 21, mm-hmm. one for eleven from deep. Um, but still eight assists, eight rebounds, and they got the win. Draymond Green, eleven assists and nine rebounds, twelve points. Ubre, another good game for him. Seven of fifteen from the field, seventeen. Wiggins, five of thirteen, fifteen points. He was a minus fourteen out there. Um, and Bazemore off the bench, 12 minutes plus 10. He gave him good minutes. I mean, for the Pacers, Sabonis, 7 for 12. He didn't shoot as much. 22 points, 16 rebounds, but he did have six turnovers. Like he does every fucking game. Um, and Brogdon, 24 points, 10 of 20 yeah. as well. Dom, what did you see out of this one? Similar, like I was saying, with the Knicks. In the Knicks game, you know, stepped in at 37 this time. But, you know, he gave them a solid 24, even though he did go one of 11 from three. But, you know, Oubre and Wiggins, they both gave their, you know, solid 15 to 17. Draymond gave him 11 assists out there. He wasn't stupid or nothing like that. And really, the Pacers just don't have the firepower. Like, they, like you can kind of – you can miss a little bit with them because they're going to miss right with you. So, you yeah. know – the Pacers are go- the Pacers just don't have a lot of firepower. The only way they'll do it is if Doug McDermott really has an explosion out there, or if both the Holidays have an explosion, and if both of them gonna give you six and McDermott only gonna give you fifteen, that leaves it all on Sabonis and Brogdon, and they're not good enough. So you know, that's what it comes down to. The team is really, I mean, it's it's only so many different times we can say. These dudes are going to be ass until TJ and or Levert come back. Yeah. I don't know if one of them coming back will make, you know, help them win some games, but they, but, you know, they, they, they need both of them back, but they at least need one of them back to, you know, get some better production out, some better offense out there. They're not going to be able to play defense already because TJ really is the only defender out there. So, and Miles Turner too, but, you know, his, his, his defense is limited as well, especially since he can't really score at all either going four for 13. Really, Miles Turner is what the team comes down to as well. If he can hit his threes, hit his shots, then he's also, a, you know, a steadying presence. But if he's going to go four for 13, right with the holidays going two for seven and two for five, then, you know, it's just only so much this team going to be able to do. They just need somebody that's not Sabonis or Brogdon to have an explosion out there, mm-hmm. really. Yep, exactly. Um, <clears throat> moving on, the Hornets end up beating the Suns 124-121. We know they're going to fight with everybody, and they do it again tonight. Um, coming out with the win, LaMelo Ball, 20 points, 8 assists, 7 of 11 shooting. Hayward, 7 of 17, he had 20 points. And off the bench, Malik Monk just went crazy. 10 for 21, 29 points, plus 15 out there. Malik Monk really trying to save the entire season for this team. Um, for the Suns, Chris Paul, 20 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds. Booker, 13 to 24, 33 points. Did have five turnovers, but he tried. Had a last-second shot attempt um, where he definitely was fouled. They didn't call it, and they end up losing by three because of it. Um, first loss for the Suns where they start Kaminsky, so that was interesting. 
Uh, but Dom, what'd you say out of this one? I mean, what it came down to for this game is that, you know, the whole starting lineup was able to contribute. They got, let me see, a 70. They got 70 out of their starting lineup. And from the um, from the Suns, they got somewhere around there. Uh, they get, I don't know how much exactly. But Thanks. Malik Monk coming out there with 29. <laughs> I was about to say But Malik Monk, Malik Monk coming off the bench with 29. And then Miles Bridges going out there with 14. You know, they definitely just went out there. And they just had more bench production. And, you know, even though the starters played a little better for the for the uh, Suns, you know, the bench just wasn't able to completely recreate it. You know, uh, Jay Crowder had 12, Cam Johnson had 14. And this is the line that we've been saying. I mean, we said Crowder should start. But either way, if Kaminsky going to go out there and be – and they're going to be 8-0 when he's starting, then, I mean, go ahead, stick with it. But, you know, we, we were saying get Cam Johnson off the bench, get Cameron Payne out there. Cameron Payne was a minus 14 in 10 minutes. I'm guessing he was guarding probably one of Malik Monk or Miles Bridges. So, you know, but it really just came down to the bench. And um, Charlotte just had better bench production than the Suns did. Yeah, absolutely. Malik Monk just continues to do what he does out there. He's been really good this season for them. He's had these explosive games. You can make the argument that if not for, you know, Clarkson running away with six men of the year, he'd be right there. Um, some of the games he's had. Um, so uh, his, his are too, his are too spaced out. I think I don't think what else is doing anything though. Who else would, okay. So other than Clarkson, <laughs> who else would even be close? It can't be Terrence Ross. He'd be garbage. I think Boucher would be up there. Fuck no. Boucher has spaced out games too. His playing games, he doesn't. But his, is more, his was more consistent, though. Was. His was more consistent. Was. Malik Monk's is, Malik Monk be having, like, 30 every every 15 games. 15 games? <laughs> man, my man is hating on Malik fucking Monk now. The uh, Malik. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He can, he can be third. I just think Boucher up there in front of him. Malik is averaging 12 a game this year, actually. Put some, mm-hmm. put some respect on Malik's name, bro. Well, well, Malik, if you want to be third, you got it. Malik, bro, I got you, man. We will not take Malik Monk's slander. And I got Boucher. And I got Boucher. You can have Malik. You take Malik, I'll take Chris Boucher every day. Chris Boucher averaging 13 on uh, 53% shooting and 46% from three. I don't want to hear nothing. Speaking of Boucher, the Heat end up beating the Raptors 116-108 behind his incredible 11 points, which I'm being told are better than Malik Monk's numbers. Um, Fred Van Fleet, 24 <laughs> points, 6 of 13 from him from the field. Kyle Lowry came back, 9 of 13. 24 points, eight assists, and somehow he ruined everything. I don't know how, but clearly he did. Siakam, one of six from the field. It's just because he shoots the ball. It's really all big, even if they make him, because then Siakam is not the same. Anyway, though, for the Heat, Jimmy Butler just didn't want to lose this one. 27 points, 10 assists, eight rebounds for him. Bam just does what he does. Nine, team, 12 rebounds for him as well. 
And the key was that Drogic finally came back, had the bench doing something, doing enough. He was 4 of 13, but he had 15 points, got to the free throw line, three assists as well. Iggy, no, nah, never mind. I see it. Iggy now, four for five from deep. If he going to do that, then he's going to win the game. I don't understand yeah. really why they don't play Strauss more. He really is their, like, best bench score, but they didn't need him today. Vincent gave him numbers, um, and they end up winning the game. Dom, what would you see out of this one? Well, I don't know if he's their best bench scorer. I think if he's going to be out there with Tyler and, and Gordon, even though Gordon hadn't been playing, but if he's going to be out there with the other shooter. guards. Yeah, he can be the best bench shooter. But, um, yeah, this came down to Iguodala going four for five for three. He doesn't do that. <laughs> and he can't really play defense like he used to anymore. He's still smart, but he's just, you know, kind of old and just not as capable of being where he needs to be anymore. But, yeah, it's it's a continuing trend. The Raptors seem to lose more games when Lowry's there than when he's not. And, you know, I don't know why that is exactly. Neither of us know exactly why. But, you know, it's just something. Lowry, they've said Lowry is, is open to being traded, and the Raptors are looking to trade him. So, you know. Clearly, that that relationship is just, you know, not where it used to be. So, I mean, yeah, but Miami's just one of those teams you you just never know what's, what you're going to get from them because they really do be losing every game. And I saw without without um, Tyler out there, you know, that they wouldn't be able to replicate the scoring because even though he's another one of those players where, like, like I was saying with Kemba, even though he missed a lot, if he has a good game, they're going to win. So you kind of just got to bank on if he's going to be good or not. But Gorn was out there and replacing it. So even though Kendrick only had seven, then they still had a – they still fared well against the Raptors. But it really came down to Iguodala. And even Vincent having 11, because Vincent don't normally score that much either. So Yeah, if he's going to do that, they're going to just win the game. Um – and so moving on, the Spurs played the Thunder, and the Thunder end up winning the game 102-99 behind an incredible performance from Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 42 points on 13 of 20, shooting incredible efficiency and a great night for him. But the Spurs came back in the stretch late because Patty Mills started scoring. Late in this one, he ended up at 15, 6 to 12 shooting. I'm a Jante Murray as well, 27, 6 assists, 9 rebounds. But it was Lou Dort, game winner, three off a pass from Al Horford. Horford, 16, 7, and 7. And Dort, 6 of 12 from the field, hitting the game-winning corner, three ball. Big shot for him as the Thunder end up winning this one by three. Uh, Dom, what you see out of this one? I mean, yeah, Shea just had an amazing game. Shea went, you know, scored a, a career-high 42. But what it came down to for San Antonio, San Antonio was missing, you know, a few players. They're missing DeRozan. Aldridge just came out, uh, just came back from injury, came off the bench. I think he may have – oh, he didn't have restrictions. Okay, he just only played 25 minutes. But, you know, Aldridge just came back. But, you know, the the Spurs, they were missing Derek White. They were missing DeMar DeRozan. They didn't have the um, normal firepower that they have out there. They were missing Keldon Johnson. Yep. They were just missing too many people out there. So, you know, the Thunder, even though they've been struggling as of late, you know, they're still a, they're still capable of fighting with everybody just because Shea, you know, 
Shea's not an all star yet, but he will be in the future. So, you know, and he and he just came alive tonight. He, he they gave him he gave him forty two, and they needed all forty two. Pop was ready to outcoach them. He really did, but he just didn't have the scoring of Shea like they had. So that's what it came down to. And you know, Al Horford being out there is always a steadying presence. And as we saw in the playoffs, Dort is capable of hitting these shots. So, you know, he hit a game winner. And if he didn't hit it, would they win in overtime? I don't know. But he did hit it. So, you know, do we know Dort's capable of doing it, as we saw, as we've been seeing throughout the season as well, not even just the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Big time shot there for Dort. Um, and yeah, like you said, he definitely is capable of doing these things. So, you know, hey, man. It is what it is. Good win for the Thunder there, or bad win for the Thunder, depending on how you see it for their chances. Um, going forward, trying to get back in the lottery and kind of fixing things, but obviously bright future ahead. Um, and to our last game of the night, the Jazz beat the Lakers 114-89. Not really a surprise to anyone who watched basketball. Apparently a surprise to the media for some reason. I don't know why. I heard Greeny say that this morning. I was like, well, how is this a surprise? The Lakers are hurt. LeBron, 19 points, four assists, four rebounds, minus 20. And, man, oh, man, his MVP chances, bro, they really are looking rough. But regardless of that. They still might even give it to him, though. <laughs> Embiid is looking rough, too, so you know what? He really still right. might give it to him. You know what? You might be right. Oh, give it to that man in San Fran. Just give him his third MVP so niggas can stop saying that he need all these niggas to win. Just give it to him. Just give it to him. No. Um, <laughs> Just give it to him. Uh, for <laughs> the Jazz, hey, man, Donovan Mitchell, four for 16 out there. Didn't matter. 13 points for him. Was everyone just really scored against what they do. Conley, 5 of 10 from the field, 14 points. Bogdanovich, 15 on 5 of 10 shooting. Gobert, 8 for 12, 18 points, 9 rebounds. Was everyone, Clarkson, 18 off the bench again, doing what he does. Um, Dom, what you say out of this one? I saw a team that's been rolling all season, and I saw a depleted team that doesn't have any offense. I mean, I don't think it's much more to it. You know, and LeBron, if LeBron's only going to give you 19 and not even try out there, then, you know, they're, they're just not going to win any games. So that's really all it came down to for me. If AD and Dennis Schroeder are there, would they win the game? Maybe. But – out, hey man, Jazz been rolling, and they weren't gonna lose to a team that doesn't care. <laughs> so that's in, that's injured and don't, and their best player don't care. So yeah, no, exactly right. The only reason, the thing that I find most interesting about this game is right after the game, of course, you know, Markeith Morris said, "Hey man, this is nice, but the playoffs will be completely different." Already starting that. Um, oh, no. He went, they went right to the excuse. They didn't have to say anything. He, nah, he bit. He's, he, he's trying to fuel the fire. Uh, clearly, these niggas, bro, these niggas play with fire. I don't think they'll be, I don't think they're beating the Lakers. Don't get me wrong. But these niggas do play off fire. If, if niggas keep down talking these niggas, they really might fuck around and get to the conference finals. It's like every time somebody talks shit about them, they just get stronger. Yep. So. 
Jazz, jazz looking more and more like a final threat every every day. Yeah, every single day they look just better and better. And I, hey man, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, obviously, exactly what happens with them going forward. So, Dom, let's get to it. What is your player of the day, game of the day, coach of the day, and dickhead of the day of the last two days? So, my player of the day would be Danilo Gallinari for um, his game against Boston tonight or last night. My um, game of the day would be the Warriors versus the Knicks. Um, because even though it was an eight-point loss, I promise you, it wasn't. It was not an eight-point loss. They fought until the last like ten seconds. So that was that. It really was an amazing game. But um, let me see, Coach of the Day. I'll go to I'll go to um, JB Bickerstaff. Because even though, you know, Houston's depleted and everything like that, them being them isn't too much. But Atlanta – All right. Hmm. Oh, it does All right, and my dickhead of the day goes to the TNT camera crew because we were watching Boston and um, Dallas on Tuesday, and we were looking at the angles. And we were like, bro, what the fuck are they doing? Where the fuck is the camera supposed to go? Where are they? Who are they trying to view? They didn't know where they was trying to go at all. And we were looking at it, and it was just like they were just always in the wrong places. So those would be my dickheads of the day. I think we could have went out there. It is a better camera work than that. So, <laughs> yeah, the camera work was pretty awful. Um, I it was making me mad, obviously, because we would miss some big plays and we would be like, "What the fuck? Why are they doing?" And they did it in the fourth quarter. It was it was bad when they did it at first. But then the fourth quarter, you just can't do shit like that. Yeah. Um, my player of the day is Luka Doncic. This guy's really going to be a top ten all time player. I'm convinced now. Just I just don't care. This is why I thought he would be MVP. Nope, not giving it to Shea. I'm giving it to Luca for hitting two game winners. The man hit two game winners in one game. <laughs> so like two step back, three game winners. Nah, your player of the day. Um, game of the day actually would be Mavs Celtics. It was a great game. It's one of those where we picked it differently, so that added to a little more intrigue as we're watching it. And I couldn't even be mad if Luca going just hit step back threes to end the game. Coach of the day definitely would be J.B. Bickerstaff. Um, we had a teaser talking about him getting fired. <laughs> so for him to come back and get two straight wins, um, that was impressive. And my dick head of the day was Markeith Morris for talking, for saying anything after you lost by 25. No, I don't. I can say it right I the fuck now. I think it of the day right now because you know what he just did. He did, bro. He did the thing that you're not supposed to do against this team, and that's talk to them. Yeah. Don't talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't care. 
about these dudes, but they better start caring. <laughs> I don't know. Tell them. They better start. If they are, they, they just, I don't know, man. Obviously, it will be different because they might have AD, but if they don't, then it won't be any different. <laughs> it's over. There is no difference. That's the difference. It's, Yeah, the difference the difference ain't fucking the playoffs. The difference is their second their best defender isn't there. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Um, That's a third year. Yeah. <laughs> clearly. Um, but hey man, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow at nine. Yep, Darnell says he's gonna be there as well. So for Demetrius and Dom, um, until next time. I'm on D deuces.